the season two finale, Courtney and I sit down, my producer, husband, partner, and discuss everything from my writing process to what we've been up to lately. Sorry for the wait, guys. And what's in store for Passing Through season three and beyond. We hope you guys enjoy Passing Through season two, episode seven, the Q&A. And we're live. We're recording. Woohoo. This is episode 14 of Passing Through, season finale of season two. Very long overdue. That's hey, just what it is. Long it's long overdue. Do People are been tripping and... I would want to fight me. I would want to fight me. Cool. Is that where we want to start? Yeah. Start there. So let me... So just to give everyone some context, this is the season finale. It's long overdue. It's like the second recording of it, actually. And this one, we decided that we're going to, I'm going to have questions for Naka, questions that people have been asking, questions that I want to know, even though I probably already know them. So really, there are questions that the people want to know. And then just general conversation about passing through before we release season three, which will be coming out fairly soon. We'll have a date soon. Yes, indeed. So I'm going to start there. What is taking so long for <laughs> new episodes of passing through? Well, you and I got married. We did get whole ass married. We did. Year. Me and the the producer fell in love or whatever, and we got married and planning a wedding. I know people joke about it being hectic, but it was just we had a planner and everything, so it wasn't terrible. But it was out of state and just dealing with people because people tend to wild the f out when it's not their wedding, which we realized. Oh, you don't want to curse. Wild the fuck out. Okay. Wild the fuck out. Acting crazy. Capital, was, capital K. In comparison crazy. to like a lot of things. It was cool though. Yeah, it was it was cool. It just took a lot. I think a lot of a lot of personal projects got kind of sidetracked, which isn't always a great thing, but with that all out of the way, now we we can wrap this up and honestly be way more consistent with content and tour dates and all that beautiful stuff. Word. So hopefully another six months won't go by. It's been six months since the last episode. I can't out. believe that. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all are honestly the best people. Kombucha. The best tribe I could ask for, for real, because you guys sure. do not, you not hold me to the fire. You're really just like, girl, live your life. So you have something to talk about. Word. You <laughs> definitely have a lot to talk about. Too much. Not even just from the last six months from the last episode, really like the last 18 months. You have hella stuff to talk about. Because yeah. when you think about it, most of the the episodes, right? There's been 13 episodes, seven from season one, six from season two. Like the most recent events I think that you talk about are still from like, what, 2016, 2017? Yeah, those are fairly old events. Yeah, like New Orleans was what, 2017? 2017, I'd, I'd say they span from about 26, 2015, 2014, 15 to now. Yeah, so the most recent still... It's probably like Morocco. Yeah. The most recent was Morocco 2018. Yeah, yeah. So that's a lot of life. Yeah, it is. In between stories, in between episodes, in between the last episode to now. Indeed. I have a question. In that time, what do you think's been the biggest lesson you've learned over the last year? Ooh. Go straight to the heavy hitters. This is heavy. Hey, man. This is, you know, I top of mind. Late, but, you know, the biggest lesson. Repeat the question, please. What do you think has been the biggest lesson you've learned over the last year, over the last 365? I would say it echoes, I guess, the the theme, I'd say, or the, the 
what is it? The moral of the story in Vegas, which is have the conversation. It's never as bad as you think it will be. Parkinson's principle, right? A problem tends to expand with time. I realized more than anything over the past year that not having the conversation is the worst thing that you could possibly do. And kicking the can down the road. Kicking the can down the road. Because I, I really, what does Jim Rohn say? That humility is a virtue, timidity is a disease. Yeah. You know, timidity has levels, right? Like for me, I was like, oh, I just don't want to deal with it. If I had a problem with a person or a person had a problem with me, be it small. It's not some like schoolyard beef. It's like just, it could be a small thing. It grew into a large thing because it wasn't addressed. And right. I would always hide behind, oh man, I don't even care. Like it's not that big of a deal. And we know that uh, I, I do not live by that. <laughs> Every big deal started with a, a series small. of small deals. Exactly. So have the conversation. That's what I learned. And it honestly is like, it's kind of like HR for yourself. If we are our own companies, like you, you incorporated, this is the HR department. You can't continue to let things slide without addressing them or else you don't really have a paper trail to fire somebody and you look crazy when you're like, yo, I don't want to be friends anymore. I don't want to be with you anymore. It's like if you have these little conversations in between time, when the time comes, you really have kind of the evidence and the backing to be like, this is, these are the reasons why this isn't working for me. Are you happy with that lesson? Because the, the overall, to reiterate the lesson that you're saying you learned, or one of the, the biggest lessons is have the conversation, be direct, handle the issue. Are you happy with the outcome um, that you've seen or the outcomes that you've seen in terms of incorporating that lesson into your life? Absolutely. A thousand percent. I am very happy to have incorporated the have the conversation, no matter how difficult, no matter how small, into my life at this point, because it's made me, I mean, it's it's taken that fear. And I heard the other day on, you know, I've been listening to Pat Flynn lately, <laughs> but I heard Marie, what is it, Forleo? Maria, Marie Maria Forleo. Forleo. She said that she had a great point in the podcast episode with Pat Flynn, where she was saying that fear it really only it, it can only it, it can only express itself in one way right like when a dog barks when it's in danger it may be a different level of barking like it may dark bark at the ups guy or it may bark because it's playing with a toy or another dog it's still just barking so fear is kind of the same way you may feel certain levels of it but it can only express itself in one way so i used to mistake in the fear of having the conversation as like this life or death thing, when really it it's isn't not, that. It's not it that is at all. not that. It literally is not. Most of the time, it's not that deep. No, it really isn't. So you I think relationships relationships have been strengthened. They've also ebbed and flowed because of that. Uh, you know, this new and incorpor- this value that I'm incorporating now into my life, and I'm I'm very happy with the results because I know that when you have the conversation, you can always shift the result. If you don't, then it kind of just lies dormant. That was well put. I mean, and you know, I agree a thousand percent that I think that's one of the biggest obstacles in most people's lives is that they're afraid to just address the issue in front of them, whether it be with themselves or with people that they love or shit, people that they don't. So connecting that question, right? And it it might be related. It might not be. But since the last episode or yeah, let's go since the last episode. So six months. Um. What has been the biggest experience you've passed through in the last six months? Of course, marrying you. <laughs> <laughs> For the, what, third time, second time, third time? Third, third ceremony. 
that's been the biggest one. And it's not necessarily the ceremony. I think you and I are very much so love each other, very much so are in a partnership and have been for a while. Right. It really just is everything around that, right? Yeah. Like the reactions to it, conscious and subconscious, how things shift in your life when you now have a partner. And, and my mom had been, you know my mom, so yeah. she'd been sh- saying that for a while. Both my parents of like, hey, this is, you hear a million times, this is a new chapter. Hey, you guys have got to build together these this and that. But really the relationships around me, I think I'd, I'd held up to the light a bit more in relation to the changes that were going on in mine. Because that's really when everything's, when you squeeze an orange, what's inside comes out, right? Like when, when you change something's form. And for me, us going through this American wedding, which seemed such a drastic shift from people, uh, whereas the Nigerian one was just, it was cool. Everybody was cool. We showed up, we did our thing, we left. But the one that we had the, the biggest hand in planning, everything from my bachelorette to the bridal shower to... All of it, the people who showed up, surprising. The people who didn't, surprising. But at the end of the day, I I really think that would be the past six months, the... That's the biggest. Yeah, yeah, the biggest experience. You you already know. You have some stories too, but... Yeah, no, I mean, as a bystander, I I would agree with your past experience. I mean, I think like you said, a lot of it is... um, it's weird talking about this in front of a mic to you. We haven't <laughs> talked about a lot of stuff. But I think a lot of it is is just recognizing, obviously there are internal changes and internal perspectives that shift as you get to certain you know places, stages, milestones, events in your life. I think we've talked about that a lot. But also, you know, what we've also talked about a lot is, to your point, like some of the external stuff that goes on that really like you're the same. Like for us, we had a just for context, we had a Nigerian ceremony last year. Mm-hmm. For us, we were married at that point. That was 2018. That was at the end of 2018. We had a ceremony in your father's village. We were married in front of his whole family. Right. For On us, ancestral soil. Right. We're right. Say. You know, in Nigeria, in southeast Nigeria. For us, we were married at that point. Obviously, that that wedding wasn't recognized on American soil because we didn't have an American license and all that stuff. But for us, at that point, we were married. So our American ceremony wasn't until this past November 2019. And it's even funny, even that context of like, we had a wedding ceremony in Nigeria on the continent of Africa. You and I, to you and I, we were married. We were acting as, as husband and wife. But you come back to America and you see, you know, even the perceptions there that you're not for real married because you didn't get married. Right. Where there's marriages and ceremonies and cultures all over the world. But because we live here and we're from America, born in America, call America home. There's so many people that, you know, sometimes not even, you know, intending to be insulting or, or kind of malicious in their comments or their commentary or their ideas or thoughts sometimes landed a little bit off kilter because you're you're talking to people that did go through a marriage. ceremony. it just wasn't the one that, you know, many Americans are accustomed to or expect. Exactly. So, you know, I think just that experience alone of of some of the external things that get expressed along with then coming into the American ceremony and and how, you know, people can give you certain energy and ideas to the good and to the bad when you're coming into that ceremony, especially being two people that we have a solid base on who we are and we were already married in our minds. Exactly. And for us, really, you know, wrapping it up, per se, this question, because it's a good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think having the focus be solely on us 
right? Mm-hmm. Was weird over the something that we had to pass over the uh, the past six months yeah. of like it being about you, but not really about you. But it's not really about you, especially yeah. the day of and the week of and all that stuff. And we're not two people that really care about care for that. Too no, much. no, we're not really some two limelight ass no. people. So. No. It really was just weird when people were like, I expecting you to be this way and yo get hype and oh girl, it's your it's your wedding. You're like, Yeah, but A, I'm already married, which is great. It's not gonna make it take anything away from it or make this any less special, but B, it kind of just hyped yourself up. I don't know right. what you're yeah, like yeah, I, I think cool. there's expect there's so many expectations. Of how the bride is supposed, oh, man. supposed to be. So many expectations. And you're so when super you super chill. I'm I'm dumb. Ch- I'm too chill, probably. So I see <laughs> all you bridezillas out there. Shout out to y'all because y'all get shit done. Okay, y'all really get shit done. No, don't get it twisted. We got shit done. <laughs> I mean, we got Just shit done. Sure. We got shit done. But you get shit done your way right. all the time. Right, like right. people don't. When you breathe fire, people don't want to step in the way. So I, I, I see why. I see why you do what you do. So That's yeah, funny. the expectations surrounding the wedding interesting it was the biggest thing we passed through especially planning for an entire year right. and and really making it our thing it's really just people while out bro yeah we really didn't plan for a year <laughs> we planned in like seven months but. a solid six seven months right, right. But, dedication right. but right. yeah at the, if we're talking six months biggest thing for sure the wedding right. so i'm gonna shift uh to podcast questions Ooh. but kind of similar to the first question what has been your biggest surprise since starting passing through and i actually i I have a few guesses but i don't know what your answer would be the biggest surprise i think it's always because you and i are usually recording it and then when i write it i'm like court does this sound good what do you think it's really uh, like i said in the first uh, season's review or the the last q a was like keep your counsel small and so you being my main form of counsel or my main person in my council, I think the response always weirds me out. Like when people are like, yo, I like the podcast. As as crazy as that sounds, when people are like, yo, I've listened to this. When they do it randomly, especially. Oh yeah, we, like, we were just in New York yeah. and at, at my friend's art show, at our friend's art show, and our friend's brother's art show, correction, you can edit that out. <laughs> our friend's brother's art show. And this beautiful young, you know, Nigerian girl came up to me and was like, hey, like, you know, I just want to say I love your podcast. And it actually inspired me to start recording my parents. And I think that to me, like measuring metrics in that way of, hey, this has affected me. Hey, this has yeah, wanted this me. Impacted me to yes, action. Yeah. Moved me to action. Like I, I got a, a message the other day I showed you of yeah, the, the girl from who's moving to Australia. That message was wild. Yeah. Who was like, yo, I, I just got sober and, and this really helped me kind of get my shit together before I, I take this year long journey to Australia and it, and it made me want to write again. That to me is like, wait, what uh-huh. this, this made you want to do that. And I don't know that that is always shocking to me. And I'm always extremely humbled by that because this is bigger than me. Stories are, are bigger than us. And that's why it's so important for everybody out there listening to share their own and to start documenting Everything around them. I mean, this is like what what is our legacy if not our memories, right? Our experiences. I'm gonna just chime in and say that's one of the things that I love about what you've made and um and what you do and the way that you write and the stories that you tell. I think that uh, I think there's a couple different like lanes people f- could fall in, right? Where it's like, Oh, here's just another podcast and someone i don't know wanting to put some random stuff on the internet but it's like until you make something and put it out and see how the world responds 
I don't know if you could ever really understand like what it is when you have those those unexpected moments of impact. Like I've seen the messages that get sent to you. I've seen the people talking about how you've changed their perspective, how you help them, you know, the stories that you've written and shared and are, they are your own stories have helped them get through breakups and, and diseases and bad marriages. Right. And like the one that you just mentioned, like the, the woman who wrote a very lovely message about getting sober and like, you know, changing the course of her life. And it's like, you know, here's this little thing that it's not a little thing. Here's this, this piece of yourself that you're, giving to the world and to whatever degree people you know can understand that statement or even you know believe that statement it is it is a piece of of yourself it is a piece of herself because these are stories from her life and whenever you have those moments like when we're in new york and and that young young lady came up to us i always think that's dope i always appreciate how you handle it you know there's never been a time one you're just not like that as a person you genuinely are not i'm not just saying that because you're my wife and we're recording (laughs) ourselves you're just not that type of person that you'd ever shun someone in that way. Like you're always going to give someone your time and talk to them. And every single time you've done it and every single time that they've told you things like, yo, I started recording my parents or my grandparents or documenting this on this trip. I just always think that's dope. And I think it's dope that something that you made that genuinely came from just a place of wanting to share certain things has had that effect on people. And, and for every one person that may say that to you or send you a message, you know, there's another one or two, that feels the same way that maybe hasn't actually expressed it to you. And that's what I always think is dope about this thing that you've made, like not, not talking shit about anything else that's created out there, but you know, it's one thing to get on a microphone and like talk about current events. And that's not an easy thing to do. It, it's hard. No, it's, not. it's very hard. It's, it's hard to do it well, right? There's a thousand podcasts that are out there that do that. It's another thing to get on a mic and actually take the stories from your life. The parts that you're probably embarrassed about, maybe a little ashamed of not you, but like in general people definitely and actually give them to people and say like, yo, we all have done these things right. good or bad. Right. So I always appreciate how you interact with people when they come to you on, on that tip. Thank you. I just want you to know that. Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, that means a lot. Cause I wouldn't want anybody, you know, slow-mo face palming me while I'm like, I love your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like the Dave Chappelle movie. Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. I wouldn't want anybody to do that to me. So that'd be whack. You're not that type of person. So I pre- I appreciate anybody who has the balls because I'm I'm working up on getting balls myself of, of whose people work whose people like people whose work who's like that inspires me, you know I I've always been kind of that person who shies who's a bit shy about being like yo I fuck with your shit like in real life. Yeah. So I'll just look at you creepily in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I I really appreciate the people who have the balls to to come up and say something and, and show love because I'm working on that myself because there's plenty of people who inspire me that I need to let know more often. That's real and appreciated. Speaking of inspiration. Yes. Segue, um, what do you think? I'm going to go, I'm going to go the opposite way of how I guess people would usually start. What, what's been the easiest episode to write and create? Puerto Rico was. Puerto Rico, the first, the first episode, yeah, the first episode was so that easy. Was, you were ready for to, me to get that one out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I'd never written about it, like ever. It just was. <laughs> it is so vivid. Still, it's one of the most vivid episodes that yeah. I still have of like from front to back. Maybe because I spent so much money on those tickets to Puerto Rico at the resort, <laughs> like everything, like really trying to cheer this dude up. And one thing I do appreciate about you is is that we talked about all this prior to the podcast anyway. Yeah, so I think it's I think that's an important point to make actually too. 
that I feel like I feel like especially guys that have talked yeah, to you about the podcast. For sure. Yeah, actually, yo, I get to stand on the Yeah, you do. Look at you. You got a platform now. Right, word. <laughs> I feel like guys that have talked to you about the podcast, both like in the stereotypical guy way, like, hey, uh, yeah, man, I like a podcast, girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the ones that have actually had dialogue with you and talked to you about it, it it's always seems to be like this this interesting like dynamic or energy around like you talking about your ex relationships and to whatever degree them knowing that maybe at the time your boyfriend then your fiance now your husband one i know all these stories in greater depth <laughs> and detail <laughs> and right. detail than even you know what the episodes go into and two that i helped make these episodes I mean, you produce the podcast we're right. gonna say and and that you know i don't feel any type of way around it i think it's crazy to not i think it's crazy as a man or a woman to be with someone to be in a serious relationship with, with someone and not ask them questions about their past and i'm not talking about ask them questions about their past in a way to judge them right in the present i'm talking about asking them questions about their past experiences that inform your understanding of who is in front of you your Absolutely. understanding of who is in front of you like all of the the puerto rico the costa rica the London episodes and episodes in which you're talking about past relationships and the lessons you learned and the hardships and difficulties that you went through, whether they were created by you or by the other party. All that informs my understanding of the NACA that's in front of me when we met, when we dated, when we got engaged, now that we're married, like to not ask those questions. I, I don't, I genuinely don't understand how a man wouldn't ask that of a woman that he's with. A woman, a woman, a woman wouldn't ask that of a man that she's with, or if you're in a same-sex relationship, same thing. It doesn't matter. It really, it's like if you're with this person, you should know, right? It, or hopefully it, endeavor to know some of these things. It's part of the ingredients that make the soup, right? Word. Like it is just, it's the pepper, it's the garlic, it's the That's spice. Like Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> it's all of it, and I've been in, and so have you been in relationships where there wasn't, there weren't safe spaces to share these things. True. So I think that you've helped me, our relationship has helped me evaluate what freedom actually is in a relationship. Whereas other times when you talk about it, you think jealousy is cute. Like, oh, I can't talk about my ex because he gets jealous and that's cute. It's not cute. It's not. It's just not. It's like, this is not, I mean, this is way before I even knew you existed. So... These are experiences that, like you said, made me who I am. Upset or bothered by things that happened to a person you say you love before they knew that you existed on the planet. Right. And it's a practice. Like, I, I don't think I was all the way there when we first met. I think I was literally like 90%. But we were, we were, you pushed we me were, to that 10% when you didn't really react to the things that I would bug <laughs> out about. <laughs> so <laughs> that helped a lot. That's real. What was the, uh, well, do you, what, is there anything else about Puerto Rico since that was the easiest I just, episode? that was easy. I mean, it was like butter, man. Like, I wish every episode <laughs> was like that. Now, it really was. It just, gosh, I'll never forget that trip. It's burned into my, my hippocampus. And that's say. been one of the episodes that people have talked about to you a fair amount. Though, oh, yeah. Too. I don't know. That, that episode just resonate, resonates with a lot of people. I don't know. Like maybe it's just the when there's that last bastion of this might work. Of hope, yeah. yeah, of hope. And that's just what I was about to say. I think yeah. a lot of people relate to like, yo, you know it's kinda going in a certain direction, but you throw that one last Hail Mary pass. Yeah, you throw it and ends you, up being a few last Hail Mary passes. Totally. And it just doesn't you, you don't realize that at least for me in that episode, because it ends with like 
you know, please put your put your mask on before helping anybody else out. You don't realize that you don't have your mask on. Like right. your your shit is all fucked up. True. And you out here trying to save somebody else, talking about why don't you love me? True. You know. So that's something I realized at that point, and maybe that's why it's burned so vividly in my head. That's real. What's been the hardest episode to make? My mom's for sure. Kampuchea. Kampuchea was difficult because I was it it was like you know one asking my mom to relive trauma asking anybody to relive trauma is not a a fun thing seeing her kind of react seeing her even go back to those places to to help get gather information for me to write this story um hearing it in full because i'd never heard it in full prior to to really gathering uh, resources for this story so i'd heard like snippets bits and snippets she'd always talk about it when we were younger but not in depth for good reason but and it was also not writing as myself right it was even new orleans i was an observer to the story yeah. but for Campuchia, i was my mother in the story yeah. and so how do i weave together my mother's experience with still how i write for the podcast as well as just how i write in general and how do i do this justice in 20 minutes which it can never i can never do it justice in 20 20 minutes i think i prefaced that at the beginning of the episode but it it was very difficult i think you did an amazing job thank you thank you it's an amazing story obviously i mean knowing your mother (laughs) it's still an amazing story thank you i i also think not not necessarily about that episode this it just made me think of it because you talked about uh, new orleans i think it's interesting that that seems to be one of the episodes that uh, I don't know. Maybe people are sometimes seem hesitant to talk about mm-hmm. a little bit because there's no there's no happy ending in that story. No, dying is yeah, not something people like to talk about. My friend who's it's, dying. Yeah, it's easier cancer. to talk about like a story of triumph, right? You know, even even my mom's story. It's one of right. of resilience and triumph, and there is a happy ending for her. But you know, New Orleans, there there isn't. There isn't, and I I I think that I mean I've I think I've commented on that to you, like obviously privately, in terms of like it's always interesting to me that that's one of the episodes I I'm I'm grateful that you wrote about that. You know, even when we were talking about if you were going to write about that, right? I genuinely am grateful that you wrote about that. Obviously, you were there for all of it, and that was between me and one of my close friends. And it's just like I think the response to that episode. Now that I'm, this is actually just me talking out loud about this. I hadn't thought about this before. Is like mirrors the response that his situation gets in real life. Is that people don't know how to address it. People don't know how to really talk about it. People don't know how to ask about it. And so it always becomes this quaint little like, so uh, you know, how's your friend doing? And it's like, the, the yeah, real he's answer dying. is he's dying, and he's dealing with the fact that he's dying. Right. You know, and as a close friend, that's very close to the situation. I'm dealing with the fact that my friend is dealing with his mortality. And so it's it's interesting that that episode, along with the actual real life conversation around it, are very Parallels. similar in terms of people don't often know how to deal with it and maybe don't relate to it because I don't, I don't, I know obviously cancer is a common thing, but this situation, maybe not so much. Well, I think especially with who your friend is, he is, like I said in the episode, the most hard-headed, resilient motherfucker and samuel l jackson voice to ever walk this planet earth 
So it is also different with him and, you know, and I, I think we are, we are very far removed from dying as a society, like from the products that we actually eat, from animal products that we consume to like older family members being put in homes and all that. We're not as close to it as we should be. So I think a lot of people push it to the side and it becomes one of those things where as a society we don't need know how to deal with the sick or the ill. So last podcast question. Yes. Hard segue, hard transition. We talked about three episodes really. If you if someone came to you and was like, "Yo, I've heard your podcast is is dope. I want to listen to it. What episode do you think I should listen to first? What episode would you tell them?" Ooh. Who are they? Can you give me a doesn't one? matter. Okay, it doesn't matter. Just yeah, who are no, okay. yeah, because you're gonna try and no, I want like I still general I, answer. I think I would. It's tough. Can I pick two? Sure. Okay. You can, you can do whatever you want. So yeah, you're right. Um, I would say the first and second episode. I would say they're a great segue, and I didn't. We didn't plan it that yeah, way. The second episode is the most slept on. Episode, yeah, it is. It's slept on, man. That's, that's that's the one that I feel like that one in Utah. Yeah, yeah, Utah. I loved yeah. Utah too, but I think yeah. even the second one is a is a bridge to Utah. Yes, right. Where? It's a bridge to all the other ones that people the, are like. The second episode is high school. I think that actually want that one. Not that we genuinely. I, I'm I, this preface is stupid. Not that we really look at like metrics in terms of how much it gets listened to, but I think that one actually is the one that's least listened to high school. Not on SoundCloud, apparently. Really? Yeah, it's oh, it's okay. maybe because it's the second one, and people are like, "Fuck it, let me listen to the yeah, second yeah, one," yeah. and then they're like, "What is this?" But yeah. I think high school is is a segue into season two, especially because season two, besides Spain, it was I, I really the goal was to have people say, yo, I, I really bang with one episode right. and this resonates with me. And that's why I, I fuck with this podcast. Not, hey, I just you remo- it's all about relationships with men because it's not. It's really like wisdom and revelations collected through all my experiences. So and all of. The listeners' experiences, and eventually. places and spaces and people that you actually pass through. Exactly, which is a lot. So really, first and second, I think one tackles this at odds with myself and this relationship this I, that I have with somebody that I loved at the time. And two, it's like, you know, identity, yeah. which is always shifting. Wow. The, the definition of it is always changing. So I think those are those are two themes that run true throughout the rest of the podcast. What's a throw in a third one? I'm gonna give. I want to give mine. I'm gonna give mine. Ooh, yeah, yeah, of course you can give yours. Obviously, third one. I'd say Morocco. Okay. I'd say Morocco because that's. I think it was a hard left. You know. Why do you say that? Because that was the first episode where I was a true observer. I think. Was New Orleans before Morocco? No, it was Morocco, Morocco was the second episode. It was okay. Spain then Morocco. Okay, okay. So Marrakesh, it was me observing yeah, ego yeah, yeah. in real time. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, that real life story for that, that real life story. Shoot. Is crazy. <laughs> She's still crazy. So is what's his name. So yeah. <laughs> I have no shame. Both of them are crazy. Yeah, I I hope that they're genuinely. I genuinely hope that they're getting the help that they need. They don't need help in their mind, so they're good. <laughs> They'll be fine. fine. That's fine. But yeah, I'd say I'd say those are segues because I, I would I would use those as probably gateways into the rest of the podcast. I'm gonna say uh, episodes that I would tell someone to listen to 
would probably be I might start with with uh Costa Rica. Ooh, slept on I love that's one of my favorite episodes if you had to say that. That's one I think that's one of the funniest ones. Thank you. So I might start with Costa Rica. And then I don't know, I I'm weird. Like I I think uh Compachia, your mom's episode I don't know, that's just your best writing. Thank like you. I think that that begins to show people like the level of of writing and storytelling that you are capable of, which I think is like on par with the greats and that's not me being biased and if you think I am I don't care. <laughs> it's okay if you are. Right. I don't care if they think I'm biased. But uh I think that one's up there. I also I, for for some reason Utah and high school just I know I'm giving more than one. They just always like I obviously I like Puerto Rico and all the ones that you discussed. I think Utah is is just not what people would expect. And I think yeah. maybe for me too cuz I know the real life story like yo you were like 20 something and you bought a plane 21 22 ticket and you're like i'm going to drive through utah and go see all these places by myself and that you had this real conversation with a young man that was you know essentially you know feeling the pressure of trying to maintain an entire culture people and it's like those are one of those life moments that so many people i I think either one don't get to have two if we're being honest are sometimes negligent of Mm -hmm. of like it would have been easy for you to go on that tour, take the tour, take pictures of, you know, the canyons and the terrain and the landscape, post it on Instagram. I don't even know if Instagram was up at that time. It was. I posted okay. a few flicks. Cool. It would have been easy just to do that and not even talk to that man and really, like, understand his life. And in, in just, you know, a few hours, you were able to just to have a conversation that stayed with you, you know, over years. Yeah. So, to me, Utah is just an episode. I, it's just a sleeper episode. I just love it. I just love it because one, I know who you are as a person and how you interact with people, but two, like the larger message of like, that's what all this stuff is about of like going to these places and the place doesn't have to be far, mm-hmm. but it can be about just recognizing the person and the human that's in front of you. And so Absolutely. I love that episode. Thank you. I love your mom's episode too. Thank you. And Costa Rica is just funny to me. Costa Rica. I think we did a hell of a job. I, the sound effects are great no, to I'm me. Just, I, I uh, still, that's still one of my favorite <laughs> episodes. Shout out to Rosa. Shout out, Shout to, out to Ale. We'll be back. So I don't know what I'm going to ask next. That's fine. What do you want to talk about? I can always These edit are great this out. questions. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, now I know you can always edit this out. I'm going to transition uh, to a few more life questions. Okay. And then, I guess then we'll wrap it up and tell people what's next. Word. What book have you given out or would you? What book have you given out the most in the last year? And is that the same book that you think you'll give out the most in the next year? Mm. The book that I gave out the most this year was I'll Teach You to Be Rich, Honestly, by Ramit Sethi. You did give it out a few times. I gave it out a few times like because I'm thinking of, of like bulk orders. And that was the only book I ordered or ordered in bulk. If we're not talking like anything philosophical it really was just financial because hey the house has to be in order and I feel like that book for a lot of the young people that I know would serve them well the obviously the title is a bit clickbaity but he talks in depth about (laughs) credit in depth about investing all the things that we don't really get taught in school and especially if we don't have family members who are well versed in these things it's very, very important 
to do all of it. Automatic savings, automated savings saved my life a couple times, and I feel like everybody should know about it. The second book is The Obstacles Away by Ryan Holiday. You know, yeah, you and I are pretty big Ryan Holiday fans. And it's a book I gave out because a lot of people around me or the people that I gave it to needed perspective. And it's one of the books where it condenses a lot of perspective within a minimal amount of pages because Ryan Holiday likes to pull from hundreds of artists, athletes, writers, any all the greats in their fields and, and tell snippets of their story. And it makes you feel small in which you should feel sometimes in this universe. Um, you should feel big because you're a part of it and you should also be, feel small because it's so big, <laughs> honestly. So that those those two books were the books that I gave out the most, and I don't think that will that they'll be the same books that I give out next. No, year. I don't think they will. No, either. I don't think so. I would I would throw uh, Ego is the Enemy. Yeah, Ego is the Enemy. I, I started with Ego is the Enemy because Obstacles Away is by Ryan Holiday. Ego is the Enemy is also by Ryan Holiday. Two great books. Absolutely. What would be the book that you'll give out next year? I would say what came to mind. The two books that came to mind were Meditations by Marcus Aurelius and The Happiness Hypothesis by John Hyatt. Okay. Why? Meditations is just, I read it every morning now. And you're, you're talking about a uh, Roman emperor, right? Who is dealing with things far more important on scale, at scale than we are in our lives. Who has to, who's writing to nobody but himself, for himself, about the philosophy of life and beauty that he sees in the chaos and how one should act in the face of somebody who they hate, right? And how you shouldn't hate them because you're really their shepherd and they're your shepherd. Like you guys are guiding each other through this life. We're here to serve one another. I think that reminding yourself of of that every single day, meditation, meditating is very important. And for the people around me, I want them to have a certain stillness that is key to creating. So Marcus Aurelius, one, meditations, absolutely, it's a classic. Two, the happiness hypothesis, because I feel like we're in this day and age where we think that happiness is a destination. It is not. It is <laughs> and not, it is not. It is not an arrival point. No, it is not an arrival point, just like healing <clears throat> and an array of different things that we feel like, yo, when we get here, I've been doing the work to get here. It's like we're constantly going to have to do the work. I think John Hyatt does a beautiful job at describing, ooh, also Atomic Habits. I got to throw that in there. But he, John Hyatt does a great job at describing that happiness is not, or explaining that happiness is not a, a point. It is a long journey that will never end for the rest of our lives. And a lot of people, I think, especially we've talked about how this is a weird day and age like we're we're not day and age but weird age that we're at where people like yo if I check these boxes like I get married get six-figure job have 3.5 kids if I drive this car this house like keep up with the Joneses when there are no Joneses if I do this it'll it'll make me happy and we've seen time and time again and also talk to people who are far more wise than us that say that's not the key at all and I'd rather pass this out now be it the happiness hypothesis, then, then watch people and, and even ourselves drown in an illusion. 
Beautiful answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome, man. I, I, there's not much more to add to that. <laughs> like, that's it. That was a great question. That I'm going to ask somebody that, was, that. That was a great answer. What what book will you pass out? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to ask somebody that. Let's ask someone that soon. For sure. So wrapping this up, Passing Through, this is the last episode of Passing Through Season 2. Six months delayed, but oh. not denied. But not denied. It's, it's coming out when it's supposed to come out. Exactly. I, I genuinely think that. What are you excited about for passing through season three? Ooh, that's a good one. I got it. Like, what is season? What can we expect for season three? You can expect one of the greatest experiences of my life to be showcased, to be listened to. The show that we did, you almost forget that we did it, yeah, honestly. Did a whole live like show the live show. In New York City, 200 plus man. people sold out. And when I talk about like six incredible women telling their stories, it was like church for real. It felt like church in New York. It, it was amazing. Bearing their, their souls, their hearts, their stories to a room full of 200 people. That's what you should expect. We recorded season three that night. And I really can't wait for you guys to hear it. And there will be a lot more crowdsourcing, dropping a news newsletter as we speak. We it's really not a lose letter. It's like what it, what would it be called? It's really like an audio version letter. of that. Yeah, it's a story letter. There All we right. go. To where New York wasn't enough. We gathered stories from amazing women, and I'm like, how can we do this again? Obviously, we can't be a million places at once. But you, beautiful person listening in Chicago might relate to somebody's story in Tanzania. And I want to bridge that gap more than with just a show. We want to pull that together so that we can connect on a weekly, if not monthly basis. So we'll give you details for all that sign up stuff very, very soon. It's coming out before the end of the year. Yes, it's coming out before the end of the year. So we can all connect and and share together because there's been times this year where I really didn't feel understood at all by anyone and I just needed somebody, I don't care where you were on earth, to to say, yo, I I get it. Besides you. Okay. (laughs) Besides you. I'm talking about like just in general. I got you. (laughs) Do you want to leave the people with anything you uh you turned 29 in the last six months i did you got married uh in the last six months Mm -hmm. business projects in the last six months partnerships in the last six months a lot has happened in the last six months that we have not talked about a lot even a ton in our (laughs) personal circles like we kind of just between the wedding and then just life stuff we've kind of just been pushing forward for sure so what do you want to leave listeners with before we uh we wrap up this season finale i want to leave y'all with what i usually say it's been done before but not by you this the mics all this recording it's been done before but it, it hasn't been done by you so i would say whatever it is 20 don't wait for 2020 we can't wait for 2020 we know that it's you know how we spend our days is how we spend our lives so make every single day count be and and that doesn't always mean in just some monetary sense. It really is like the progressive realization towards whatever goal you deem worthy. And I hope that you guys continue 
listening and enjoying because we're creating this with love for you. And I can't wait to hear your stories because that's really what the story letter is going to be about. And that's pretty much it. Enjoy the rest of your year. Season three will drop before then anyway. So, and hopefully, not even hopefully, I'm put into the universe, right? So hopefully we're doing There's it. no hopefully. 2020, a little statewide tour. Yeah. We're talking. We might be coming to your city. Yeah, we might be coming to your Chicago, city. Atlanta, D.C. Philly. Back to New York, Philly. Oh, definitely back to New York. South Africa. South Africa, Kenya. Kenya I see y'all. Nigeria. Maybe L.A. in there. Who knows? Niger. Ghana. Ghana. 2020. So we have big things planned for 2020. We do. Thank you guys for listening. This is the producer, Cordy Robinson, <laughs> speaking to the lovely host. Thank you, babe. Naka J. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. This guy has had two glasses of wine, not even actually half a glass. Goodbye. He's probably feeling hot. <laughs> uh, that's a Bye, time. y'all. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your precious day to listen to the season finale of season two. Thank you even more so for still rocking with the podcast, for commenting, supporting. It's still been constant even through this little hiatus. I'm very excited for you guys to listen to season three. The live show was absolutely incredible. And also what's to come for the community. There's going to be a space fostered. I'm really excited. Stay tuned for more announcements on the first episode of Passing Through Season 3. Thanks, y'all. Happy New Year. Thank you.